Hi friends, welcome. Welcome back. Come on in. Welcome to another episode of To All the Books I've Loved Before. This week I decided to start adding some book tags to this channel. And if you don't know what a book tag is, I found them via Instagram and BookTube. But what they are is a series of questions that correspond with a certain theme. For instance, there is the ice cream book tag. It will give you a list of flavors and then each flavor corresponds with a question. Like coffee, book you stayed up all night reading. You can see kind of how they coincide. Coffee wakes you up. Coffee keeps you energized. Again, book you stayed up all night reading. So I have found a couple that I like. I'm going to do more, but um, the first one is going to be more of a general, just basic question, and then I'll start getting into the more fun ones. Um, I actually have a really fun one planned. So this one is just the 20, 20 questions book tag. Um, obviously, it's 20 questions. They're completely general. They have no theme besides the fact that they're about books. So without further ado, let's just start. Question one, how many books in a series are too many? Personally, for me, I think that more than three is too many. Now, you're probably saying, yeah, but you love Harry Potter and the Mortal Instruments and the Immortals After Dark, which is now almost 18 books. Harry Potter is seven. The Mortal Instruments is six. Yes, I do have series that are bigger that I love, but... Typically after three, I'm pretty much done. I think you can wrap up a good story in three books. Question two, how do you feel about cliffhangers? This kind of goes back to the last question. I think when used right, cliffhangers are great. But I've read books where they use a cliffhanger at the end of the book and then there's no sequel. And you're thinking, what the hell did I just read? And when the hell am I going to find out what happens? There's nothing more irritating to a reader than a cliffhanger that never gets a resolution. Question three, hardback or paperback? Personally, for me, I love the look of hardbacks, but if I'm going to read, I definitely prefer a paperback. They just sit in your hands nicer. Question four, and I'm sure you all know the answer to this, is what's your favorite book? Mine is obviously To Kill a Mockingbird. And I won't get into why it's my favorite. You all know why by now. Question five is your least favorite book. Which, this one's hard. There are so many books that I don't like, and I'm quite a tough critic. I'm not super apologetic. If I don't like a book, I'm going to, you know, make it known. Um, just like I would expect anybody to do for me if I ever wrote a book. But I would say probably The Hobbit, and I know for Tolkien fans that that's blasphemy, but I have tried to read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and his writing is just no. I think that most fans would disagree with me, but I cannot get into his writing. Reading The Hobbit for me was like pulling teeth. I remember telling my mom, I was like, I'm going to fail this test because no matter what, I'm literally taking in none of this book. And she's like, just do the best you can. 
But my mom also told me after I was done reading it, she's like, I hated that book in high school. And that's the cool thing about my mom is she never made a big deal out of a book, whether it was good or bad, until I read it and formulated my own opinion. And then she told me what she thought of it, which I appreciate so much now. She actually just told me this the other day. Okay, question six, love triangles, yes or no? So when I saw this question, I instantly thought of Twilight. And I think, again, it kind of goes back to like the cliffhangers question. I think they can work if they're done and wrapped up somewhat fast. Twilight, the love triangle went on from, I think, the end of the first book through the fourth book. And it's just like, okay, this is getting old. Do you want the vampire or do you want the werewolf? I was personally team Jacob. Don't know why she picked Edward. Have no idea. But then that whole twist, I won't say exactly what happened, but if you read Breaking Dawn, that twist was so freaking weird. Anyways, book seven, most recent book you just couldn't finish. That is Legendary, which is the second Caraval book. I tried reading the second book. My thought process over the summer was, okay, I didn't like book one, but everybody raves about this series. So maybe if I just push myself and continue through book two, maybe I'll like it. And after the first chapter, I was done. I was like, no, it's not for me. I'm not going to like it. And I'm absolutely okay with that. But I know a lot of people that absolutely love it. And So I'm not really sure what I'm not getting from it, but it's just one of those books that it's like, no matter what I do, again, like The Hobbit, it's like pulling teeth. Uh, Question eight is book you are currently reading. I just started. I'm so excited about it. It's a witchy book called The Once and Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow, and it's about three sisters who have the coolest names ever. James Juniper, Agnes Amaranth, and Beatrice Belladonna. And they are the Eastwood sisters. And I'm only 30 pages in. It's a bit slow, but the first three chapters are about each sister. And you kind of get an idea of what each sister is like. And I have to say that Beatrice Belladonna if I remember right, is my favorite one because she's a librarian and I'm all about that. So it's 512 pages and that's quite a big book for me, but I'm excited to continue. I'm actually going to read a little bit as soon as I wrap this episode up. Um, But the cover, if you guys could see the cover, I'm not a cover buyer, but it is stunning. Okay, let's see. Question nine, the last book you recommended to someone. So like a year, year and a half ago, my friend Sharon um, suggested Riley Sager to me and I hadn't read thrillers at that point. So I just was not interested, but I decided to read it. Now I'm obsessed with him. So thank you, Sharon. Shout out to her. And I've suggested him to my mom. Uh, My mom is very much into like crime thrillers. James Patterson, I can remember being, I think I was five years old and my parents, my mom and my dad, we were on a road trip up to Oregon and my mom and dad listened to Kiss the Girls on cassette tapes. 
And I just remember laying in the car thinking this is the most boring car ride ever because both my parents are very into music. So I was thinking, why the hell are we not listening to music? Obviously, this was before I was a reader and the subject matter was just a lot. So thankfully, I didn't pay attention. I don't remember much of it. Let's see. Question 10 is the oldest book you've read, which I think would have to be Romeo and Juliet. Although when I was little, I used to go to church um, and you read parts of the Bible and the Bible's older than Romeo and Juliet, I think. I don't even know. So I guess that, but I'll just say Romeo and Juliet for this particular episode. Question 11, the newest book you've read by publication date, which is the newest Harry Potter release. It's called Magical Year or Year of Magic. Essentially, it's like a devotional, but instead of having Bible verses or words of wisdom, it's got 365 days of Harry Potter quotes, and it's flipping amazing. And it's got all of the illustrations by Jim Kay, and he did all the illustrations from the illustrated books that they're releasing. They've done the first four. I think I've talked about it a little bit. But it's more of his art and then the quotes from the books, and it's absolutely wonderful and beautiful. Uh, question 12, favorite author. This goes to Cat Winters, obviously, but I figured I should talk about another author. So second to Cat Winters is Roald Dahl. I absolutely love Roald Dahl as an author. My first grade teacher, who I actually ended up working in his classroom when I was 17 for a like work experience program we did at school, um, he read all of Roald Dahl's books, and he did voices. He actually named his daughter Sophie after the little girl from the BFG. Like, he was amazing. So when I was little, I didn't care much for the stories. But when I went back and worked in the classroom and was 17 and listened to them, it was magical. I kid you not, it was one of the most magical experiences of my life. James and the Giant Peach is my favorite book that Roald Dahl's ever written. In fact, that's a family favorite, the movie particularly. My mama, sister, and I can probably quote that entire movie. Uh, question 13, buying books or borrowing books? So because I am a aspiring librarian, I'm all about borrowing books. However, I do have a very big collection of books that I've bought only because the last a uh, town that we lived in had a very small country library and the sections that I particularly read in didn't have a lot to offer. I went and got my library card. I was pumped because at one point I thought they didn't have a library because it was such a small um, kind of impoverished place. And then I found the library and then I looked around and I was like, well, they don't have really anything that I want, so I started buying and collecting books. Question 14, a book you dislike that everyone seems to love. There's a lot of those. Most books that everybody is excited about, I have so far tended to not like, but I would say probably the 
probably anything by Sarah J. Mass. I know to her diehard fans that that's blasphemous. I have tried the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I read the first book. I didn't like it. And then I read the first book in the Selena Sardothian series. I listened to that one on audiobook. That one was definitely not for me. I just don't really like high fantasy. I don't like the world. And I think that kind of goes back to my dislike of The Hobbit. It's just, fantasy is just not for me. This one is funny to me that it's even on this list. Bookmarks or dog ear. So any reader will tell you that you don't dog ear books and blah, blah, blah. And I dog ear all of my books. Personally, I think dog ears are charming. I think it shows you that the book was loved. I think that well loved. there's nothing wrong with well-loved books. In fact, I break the spine sometimes. Yes, I know that's probably blasphemous, but a well-loved book is not a bad thing. Question 16, we're getting close to finishing up, is a book you can always reread. Probably Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. However, I was just showing my husband my copy of To Kill a Mockingbird and I wanted to start rereading that again because I have to tell you, when I read it in May and then I finished, I literally did not know what to do with myself. I was like, "There's, I have nothing else to read. Mind you, I have a decent-sized collection of books, and I was like, I don't want to read any of these books. I want to read To Kill a Mockingbird all over again. Question 17. Can you read while listening to music? Yes, I actually prefer reading, listening to music, or having some kind of, of noise, TV, whatever. Um, sometimes the right song can really add to the atmosphere of the story. I remember reading A Walk to Remember when I was in junior high school and I was listening to something. I can't really remember, but it was like a good love song popped up and it just added to the atmosphere of one of those chapters. And I was like, to this day, I just have the fondest memories of reading that book and listening to music and knowing that like that song made this particular part of the book so much better for me. Question 18, one point of view or multiple point of views? I personally love multiple point of view stories. I think that they add so much to the overall plot of really any story. And in fact, if a book if I read a synopsis and the book says that it's got multiple point of views, it's almost an automatic buy as long as it's like content that I would like. Um, but I always, the more point of views, the better. I don't typically get lost. I know a lot of people can get kind of lost with multiple point of views. I tend to do better with that. After a while, like with certain books, Twilight being one of them, um, I got really bored listening to Bella and her thoughts and her feelings. So when the newest book came out and it was like Edward's perspective, I was like, that'll be interesting to read because in my opinion, Bella was not a good character. She was very problematic and had some weird dependency issues. If you read the series, you know what I'm talking about, book two. Um, 
Question 19, do you read a book in one sitting or over multiple days? I am probably the slowest reader you will ever meet. As much as I love reading, I can count on one hand a book that I've read in one sitting. I think there's only three or four that I've picked up and then finished without stopping. I think that I have a bit of a reading comprehension issue, and I've noticed that at a certain point, whether it's night or day, I tend to to zone out and I don't take as much in, or I'll do that thing where you read the same sentence like five or six times. So it takes me longer to read most books, but I think I get a little bit more out of it because of that. And the final question is, who do you tag? I tag anybody that wants to do this. I think this is so fun to get to know people. I'm actually in this little group online with my sister-in-law and a couple of her friends, and I do a question a day with them, just trying to get to know them more. And so some of these I would love to ask them, like least favorite book or a book you recommended to somebody. So that is it, you guys. That is it for the 20 questions book tag. Again, I said I was going to have more of these. So if you like these, please let me know so that I can continue researching other ones or I can make up a couple of my own. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.